0: On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Our job is to
1: help them look at the problem from the right perspective. Think about it with the right resources and apply those resources to help them solve their own problems.
0: New businesses are founded due to fresh ideas, but how can the business stay fresh beyond the initial generation? If your business's holiday traditions are as stale as an old fruitcake, we have some ideas for you. And in our business profile, we'll hear about a proposed business that intends to crush it when it opens. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of December 2021. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. It's never been more necessary for businesses to grow and innovate in a purposeful manner. That's why we've set aside a monthly segment on the topic this fall on this program. We continue the conversation now with Paul Kinghorn, Director of Advance Iowa and the Intellectual Property Officer for the University of Northern Iowa and Business Development Specialist Wes James, who works with Advance Iowa.
2: The key here, again, is not just risk for risk's sake. If you go back to the culture, how do you build a culture in where it's not just one individual or a few? Even if you have an R&D department or um, continuous improvement of some kind, is that the role of a single individual or a few? Or, or can that get baked into other individuals within the company so everyone owns responsibility. And the best companies out there, and there are some excellent ones that do this in Iowa, have learned how to create a culture where everybody's involved with, incented and rewarded for continued improvement and new ideas that come into it. And and it creates this vibrant, exciting place to be in, this shelf. So that gets around the owner or, or a few people who somehow own it and then won't let it go. Now, it does require whoever that founder or owner, whoever is in that position to trust, right? And, and not just think it's only their baby, because if they don't move off and they, they, they alone are the, the ones that have the vision and can only be the ones that bring new ideas in, then that squelches uh, innovation within an organization. If all of a sudden you dump, you know, I retired and I transitioned to, let's say, a child, an internal family transition, um, and I've not done anything to prepare my relative to take on those new roles, then we're probably setting them up to have a challenge. And here's another interesting fact, and you probably heard this, right? It's not uncommon within a family. First generation earns it. Second generation runs it for a while and the third generation basically squanders it away and you see the numbers drop precipitously between successfully run first generation, second generation, third generation companies because they've not done a good job of transitioning that role and getting future generations to have to have the same hunger, passion and understanding what it takes to stay vibrant. These future generations basically are doing what dear old dad and dear old granddad or grandma or whoever have done, and then and then the founding generation is frustrated when it doesn't, you know, continue on into perpetuity. And 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 let's be honest with you, they had a major role in causing that decline. Here's a, a workaround that we found, which is kind of uh, exciting. So the founding generation, hearing they like being innovative and creative, we're finding a lot of them are resisting exiting their business because they don't know what post-business life looks like. And they don't know what their role is. The idea of sitting around watching reruns of Maddox, or Matlock is, is you know not appealing at all. And so they stay and they stay and, and, and to the detriment of their company. We're helping a lot of these founders re-envision the role that they can have in transition. So they don't have to, you know, hang up the cleats right away, but think about what that transition is. And one of the major ways they can do that is to create this innovation role within the company where they can still stay excited, you know, use their connections, use their knowledge, but not have to be bogged down in the day-to-day operations. And then they can train the next generation, whether that's, you know, with a family or a third party or key employee group, and they can still play a role, still mentor, still coach, and keep that innovation into the organization.
0: It is one of those things, especially with what you mentioned, that the further away you get from the founding generation, the farther away you get from, as you noted, the hunger, but also just the concept of the whole thing. And so, again, it's sort of like if Wes told you a story, Paul, and then you told it to me and I told it to somebody else. Again, it's that, that game of telephone where, we just don't convey it accurately. And so that's why the culture is so important, so that the traditions can be passed down to be the foundation for later innovation. And, and that leads me, Wes, to say, okay, Advance Iowa can help in a variety of ways, but Advance Iowa can't do everything for a business. Similarly, a business may have a lot of things going for it. But they really can't do everything internally quite often. There really does need to be sort of a combination of specialties, if you will, to make sure that you're maximizing the potential. In other words, you need the folks on the inside, but you also need a fresh set of eyes from the outside.
1: That's spot on, Jeff. We like to say fresh eyes. When someone starts a new role, you've got a different perspective, an outside viewpoint of the business. And that lasts maybe 60, possibly 90 days as a stretch. So it only lasts for a while. And that's one of the benefits that uh, Advanced Iowa can bring to a company is while we see from 100,000 feet, a lot of different companies that we may work with over time, we're not as deep in the trenches with the business owner or the staff of the given business. So that leads us to two things. One, we always have fresh perspective when we come to a business and we start looking at their problems with them which is certainly advantageous. The other thing is we recognize that our role, we're advisors. We're not a straight up consultant. We're not going to tell the company exactly what two plus two equals. The company's in that business because they're the experts in that field. They need to decide their own answer. Our job is to help them look at the problem from the right perspective, think about it with the right resources, and apply those resources to help them solve their own problems. Part of that is providing the resources. Part of that is the expertise that we have in-house here at Advanced Iowa. And and again, it's recognizing the problems and seeing it with a fresh eyes. But a really important piece too is helping those companies, really the business owners, ask the right questions at the right time. Paul referenced uh, business transition and owner value creation as owners look and approach uh, their exit strategies, their exit timing. One of the biggest problems facing Iowa's population in our economy right now statewide is going to be the exodus from business ownership as the baby boomers generation ages out. And that's gonna have a huge impact across the state, not just in the large metros, but in all the smaller areas around statewide. So that's an important problem for the whole state, certainly for us. If we can help those business owners see that problem as a question to approach in time, while there's still time to do something about it, five years before they want to exit versus five months before they want to exit. When, when you're starting to look at what's my business valuation, how much should I ask for my company as I'm ready to retire? It's too late. But five years ahead of time, if we can connect with that company and start to have that conversation with the business owner, we can plant some seeds that really grow over five years and they have time to mature and grow. And the business owner has time to implement those systems and really ratchet up that value of that company for a much more successful exit. So what you end up with for the business owner is a lot bigger paycheck, with a better retirement. What you end up with for the company and for the town, the community, and the region, really, is you end up with a successful ongoing business transition, not just an asset sale.
0: Paul Kinghorn, director of Advance Iowa, and business development specialist Wes James. More on the topic of innovation in business next month. Still to come, spreading holiday cheer in your business. And we'll tell you about a business advancing new ways to use one of Iowa's major commodity crops. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa. Sponsors of a webinar on December 29th called Why Do I Need to Plan My Business Exit? For more information or to register, go to advanceiowa.com slash events. Support for the Iowa Business Report also comes from Iowa History Journal. The November-December issue features stories on legendary educator Phoebe Sudlow, 175 years of Iowa statehood, and a cyclone who ran Monsanto. Get your copy at Fairway, High V and at iowahistoryjournal.com. You have heard on this program from the folks at Blue Compass, a digital marketing firm based in West Des Moines. They recently reminded us of a past blog post where they came up with a top 10 list of office traditions for the holidays. They note that holiday cards are a good way to connect with clients. In-house, management providing staff members with a gift is also well-received, perhaps as part of a game setting. Team outings or fun activities in the office, either one help foster connections, especially if there is some downtime because so many others are off work during this time of year. Blue Compass itself does a year-in-review video to help team members recall mileposts and activities. Yes, their list does include an ugly sweater contest. From experience, however, be careful not to comment about someone's ugly sweater if they didn't mean for it to be ugly and it was just part of their normal wardrobe. Other items on the blog list, getting your team together to sponsor a toy drive or other community-based activity that can lead to multiple layers of success. Again, in-house, many workplaces enjoy a secret Santa exchange or the so-called White Elephant Gift Exchange or other office game that allows team members to interact in a different way. Yes, the traditional holiday party is also something that can improve the business culture and, in keeping with the spirit of the season, perhaps involve the staff in determining where the business might place an end-of-the-year donation. Blue Compass often posts interesting items on their blog. You can find it at BlueCompass.com. Coming up, more uses for the incredible soybean. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, sponsors of a webinar to be held on both December 14th and 16th, called Peace, Love, and Employee Co-ops. For more or to register, go to advanceiowa.com slash events. The Iowa Business Report is also presented by totallyiowa.com, a website dedicated to Iowa topics, books, DVDs, CDs, radio programs, and more at totallyiowa.com. In our business profile this week, you'll hear about Platinum Crush, a proposed soybean crushing plant set to open in Buena Vista County in 2024. Mike Kinley is a partner in the planned development.
3: Platinum Crush, Jeff, is a new project that we're developing up in northwest Iowa. It's a world-class, new modern soybean crush business. We'll uh, build a facility that can crush 38.5 million bushels of soybeans a a year. That's 110,000 bushels a day and we're really excited about this opportunity for the local producers in the community to have this great investment put right there in Beebe County.
0: Now help us understand the actual process here. For those of us who do not have an ag background, we probably can tell a corn field from a soybean field, but we don't exactly know what some of these things you're doing with the beans are. So give us some insight.
3: Well, soybean, it's a, a little bit different than corn. It's a grain that can be processed into soy meal, and uh, soy oil and then there's a fiber component called soy hulls and that's your three products that you get from the soybean the soybean itself has to be crushed for you to get these value-added products you you don't consume soybeans as whole beans or anything like that so in the united states we produce uh, about 4.4 billion bushels of soybeans and we export about 50 percent of those soybeans out to the rest of the world and the markets are changing The products that come from soybean crushing, in particular the soybean oil, are becoming very valuable to both the food and the fuel uh, industry. And because of that, there's more pressure uh, and opportunity for the United States to process more beans here and add value to those beans and ship the end products out to the rest of the world. So it's a very exciting growth opportunity.
0: So basically, as opposed to just harvesting a crop and sending it elsewhere we're enhancing the processing point here so that the distribution, the transportation costs are lower because it's here near the source. And then mm-hmm. you can export that wherever or transport that wherever you need.
3: That's exactly right. For every dollar of freight logistics that you spend, you're, you're moving a much more valuable product. And, and that's exactly how the economic benefit uh, comes back to the state of Iowa and, and to the Midwest.
0: This is no small undertaking. At least the price tag seems significant for this project you're developing in Buena Vista County.
3: That's right. These are uh, big projects. Uh, the price tag of one of these is nearly $400 million, and the business case for it is uh, just as big. It, it, it's a very attractive business case when you can take soybeans that are grown in northwest Iowa, which is one of the most productive farming areas in the U.S., if not the world, and And on a very sustainable basis, they grow a lot of soybeans there and a lot of them do get exported. And this is a great opportunity to make an investment in the state of Iowa that's going to bring profits back to the local area and increase the value to the farmer.
0: You put $400 million into northwest Iowa, you obviously are thinking, we'll put it anywhere. But you're putting it in that area, you obviously think there's going to be a return on the investment and you obviously think there's a workforce there. How long is it going to take before you know if this actually turns the corner? And what kind of direct impact will it have on the job market there?
3: Well, the economics of this are extremely compelling. We'll be one of the top-paying manufacturers uh, in the area. We'll pay uh, top dollar for the talent in the area. There's quite a bit of processing and manufacturing in northwest Iowa, which is going to bode well for us to uh, have a talent pool to tap into. Just as an aside, there's also a number of young farmers, folks that are trying to get started in farming with mom and dad and don't quite have the capital to do that but need to have some work in addition to that on the side. And we'll see people that'll come to work for Platinum Crush and go home on the weekends and farm with mom and dad, and that'll be a way they get their leg up in their farming community. But we'll know that we're turning the corner here, Jeff. In the next couple, three months, we've started to raise capital for this uh, investment. And that's going very well. The interest is extremely high, and there's a lot of believers uh, in this business, so it's going it's going quite well.
0: How did you decide on that part of the state as the place where you would build the platinum crush plant?
3: Well, you sort of uh, alluded to it earlier, Jeff. You've got to find areas where soybean production is rock solid year after year. In in that case, you can also try to try to find an area where. There's a good railroad access to move these products out to the rest of the world. And uh, you, you look for those spots in Beebe County there between Alta and Storm Lake represents a phenomenal opportunity. Uh, they produce over 100 million bushels of soybeans in the area, and 48 million of those are exported. So there's a lot of beans available. Uh, the farmers do a fantastic job year after year in producing that level of soybeans, so it's very predictable. You know, we found a good partner in the Canadian National Railroad that can go west and east and move these products out. So it's a really, uh, really good spot.
0: So you've set up a business, an LLC for Platinum Crush. Who is a part of that? Because it's not uncommon for individual endeavors or projects to have their own, if you will, business structure. So who is behind this?
3: Well, it's myself with my small development group called Ag Development Group, LLC, Uh, We're focused on developing these sorts of projects in the state of Iowa, and my business partner, Nick Bowdish, has been in the bioenergy, ethanol side of things for a long time now. For a young guy, as as young as he is, he's done extremely well and has seen projects from start to finish, as have I. And the two of us, uh, frankly, got together and found out that we had the same idea, Jeff, about the same area of Iowa that it made sense to do this sort of thing, and decided, why don't we just join forces and help each other get it done? And uh, that's what happened. We founded the Platinum Crush LLC, and then off we go.
0: Are there some other similar facilities around the state that people might be familiar with so that if they don't know what Platinum Crush is, they might recognize another plant that they've driven by in another area of the state?
3: You bet. So if you're in the Sioux City area, there's a large Cargill soy processing plant in that town, uh, if you're over uh, central Iowa, Iowa Falls, there's one uh, there as well. you got one in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, you've got one in Des Moines, Iowa. You've got a very large one in Council Bluffs, uh, owned by Bungie. These are very productive plants as we, obviously, with technology, get more and more advanced. These plants are quiet. Uh, they have little to no emissions and discharge no contact, process water. So they're very clean plants, very good neighbor plants. And I think folks up in B V County will find that to be the case for sure with this one as well.
0: All right. Let me ask you finally, what are your challenges? Obviously, raising capital, getting under construction, getting open by 2024. But broadly, what are some of the challenges or things that you've looked at in your business plan?
3: We all have come to realize that these are changing times and that a lot of the things that are going on in the world are causing scarcity in certain supply chains and such. That's not tended to bother us so far. We've got our orders in for equipment and uh, have made our early lead time payments, and the so- suppliers of equipment have been very, very transparent and good about letting us know what they're seeing. So far, so good with that, but you do have that in the back of your mind to make sure you know that you- you're on top of that, Um uh, that hasn't been an issue uh, so far. We're pretty fortunate. This is a big uh, churning world with lots of dynamics. Uh, you don't know what's around the corner, I guess, anymore. You can't predict everything. Along the basics of the project and the basics of the business plan, Jeff, uh, it's such a attractive market, and the products from soybean are in such high demand around the world. If you're going to enter into a business, this is one that doesn't have a lot of technology risk. People have been crushing soybeans for well over 50 years and people know how to do it. So we feel pretty comfortable with where we're at right now.
0: Mike Kinley of the proposed Platinum Crush Soybean Crushing Plant to be located in Buena Vista County. We spoke on Wednesday, December 8th. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, including iHeart, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 19 now in all. And we welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week.